Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, and computer science academics. We highlight people with a passion for educating our youth in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPAI Radio Show serves the BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPAI Radio, linking business education, and technology. Welcome to the BDPA iRadio Show. I'm Jayla Cruz. Tonight is Tuesday, January 26, 2016, and our guests are Robert Dixon, Chief Information Officer of PepsiCo, David Blackman, Senior Technology Manager, and Jonay Drake, Associate Information Consultant for Eli Lilly & Company. Our co-hosts include Tim Butts, myself, Jayla Cruz, and Ron Story. Our studio engineer is Everaldo Gallimore. Our producer is Fran McNeil. So, with that, let's get started with our first interview with Mr. Robert Dixon. Good evening. Good evening, BDPA radio audience. This is Tim Butts, co-host for this evening. I had the pleasure our first interview to have a conversation with Robert Dixon. Good evening. How are you, sir? Doing fine, Tim. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. I always like to remind our audience that we are a global radio show, and I always like to find out where it is that we have the privilege of chatting with you from this evening. So where are you tonight? Yes, I'm in Plano, Texas. It's just north of Dallas. It's a suburb, and this is uh, where my office is located. Okay, tremendous. I happen to be a little further south of you. I'm in Houston, Texas. Oh, okay. And, uh, yep, yep. And we have audience as far west as L.A. and around the world and all in New York and everywhere. Well, that's so, great. Yes. We're all consumers of your product. We're going to get into that, though. And we thank you for that as well. <laughs> <laughs> so let me do a brief introduction. Robert Dixon is a senior vice president and global chief information officer for PepsiCo Incorporated, a global food and beverage powerhouse with net revenues of more than $66 billion. He joined PepsiCo as global CIO in 2007 and leads PepsiCo's information technology function, a global network of 6,000 employees and strategic supplier partners known internally as Business and Information Systems, a solution, I apologize, BIS. Dixon's team supports PepsiCo's 275,000 employees and the diverse and complex business units and brands of PepsiCo. Dixon has positioned the IT function to digitize PepsiCo for the growth and his vision to deliver technology capabilities that automate business processes enable associates to connect and collaborate more easily, and collect and mine data for analytical insights, thus improving business financial performance across every aspect of the company's value chain. STEM Connector recently named Robert to its top 100 CIO list for 2015. We are pleased to have him here with us tonight as an Information Technology Senior Management Forum member and he's a lifetime member of ITSMF. BDPI Radio audience, we love to have you here, and we look forward to hearing more about your story, feedback, and guidance as we chat with you this evening. So that said, welcome, and tell us, how did you first find out about BDPA? Well, Tim, I've known about BDPA since uh, the, called the late 90s, um, I was, um, at that time, 
working with uh, another company in Cincinnati, Procter & Gamble, and uh, I was a senior executive there as well. And uh, my organization would actually get involved with uh, with uh, a lot of the activities at BDPA, the uh, high school computer project. We'd have judges come out. And um, as a result of that, uh, several of my team members would uh, participate in those technology fairs, and then I occasionally spoke to the organization as well. And through my involvement with um, the IT uh, Senior Management Forum, uh, we collaborate with BDPA on an annual fundraising event as well. So I've been working off and on with the organization for about 20 years. That's tremendous. We thank you for your interaction, service, and giving back. Now, in terms of that service, that interaction with BDPA, you mentioned fundraising. You mentioned speaking. You also mentioned cultivating people both in the organization but also some of your people and their interactions with BDPA. Great accomplishment. What accomplishment are you most proud of and why? Well, what I'm most proud of, Tim, is really making technology resources available to be role models to the members of BDPA. Um, I believe deeply in the BDPA motto, advancing careers from the classroom to the boardroom. Uh, my experience with the organization has been with uh, a lot of the, uh, the the younger members. Uh, we were just talking to Jayla before coming on to the show and how she was involved as a high school student. Um, I think uh, it's, it's really critical that young professionals and students aspiring to pursue careers in IT uh, see role models, people who, who look like them, people who they can look up to and aspire to be like. And uh, this was helpful to me when I was growing up in the field of IT, and I think it would be helpful to others, and this is what I'm most proud of being able to do, BDPA as well. That's tremendous. I definitely would say that from the things you've shared with us, both in your bio as well as from your interaction this evening, you definitely are a great role model and you are the type of person that we can tell you invest your three T's back into the organization and the people around you, your time, talent, and your treasure. Well, tell me. Yeah, that's a good way to think about it. Yes, yes. That's been a motto of mine for years, and when I see it, I call it out. Your current, your current position and the role that you have, responsibilities as well, within PepsiCo and then stretching out beyond that, Share with us a little bit about how that works and the things that you've learned over your career that have prepared you for it and have allowed you to mature within IT. Well, uh, my my role is, um, as you indicated in your in your um, overview, it's a it's a global role. I've been doing this role for for about eight years now, and the simple way to think about it is that I have primary accountability for all of the information technology assets across the enterprise worldwide. Uh, we touch over, you know, 200 locations around the world uh, and the 270,000-plus associates around the world. So my team builds the assets, the IT assets, the applications, the systems. We run the infrastructure. We put the analytical engines together that helps the company make better decisions and run the operations better from day to day. And uh, this is a responsibility that uh, is never a dull moment uh, when you're supporting iconic brands like uh, the ones that are in the Frito, uh, in the PepsiCo portfolio. You know, brands like um, Frito Lay and uh, Pepsi Cola, Gatorade, Quaker. Tropicana, these are massive billion-dollar brands that have global reach around the world. And uh, we have to service these brands to a billion consumers each and every day. A billion consumers enjoy our products. So the systems to make all of that run and run efficiently is, is what I do and what I'm about. Outstanding. So it's not just a matter of knowing the RFID functions and, and Pepsi warehouses, you mentioned a lot of other brands under your umbrella in the various pieces of the portfolio 
other brands that some people may have thought were separate entities. Yeah, I mean that's correct. We, I, in my role, I touch almost every associate in PepsiCo, the two hundred and seventy thousand plus associates. I touch every brand. I touch um, every business process as well that's run in the company, and I touch every operating unit and every function. So it's a it's a very demanding, but also very rewarding in that respect. And constantly evolving, I imagine. Oh yeah, it changes every day, every single day. Um, and uh, you know, when you have to evolve the way you run business to just stay competitive, you know, you also have to evolve the way you uh, plan and develop and deliver uh, uh, information systems to uh, to help the business be competitive as well. Absolutely, I'm so sure. I can tell from the things you shared with us that there's a lot of passion in the work that you do and you're passionate about technology and other people's access to data, to information, and also utilization of technology. Uh-huh. Can you share with me, what's the burning desire that keeps you so fired up and focused on this type of work? Yeah, sure. I, I'll give you two two reasons uh, as why I'm, I've always been passionate about technology. Uh, first and foremost, I've always been interested in math and in science. Now, when I was a young tot, I'm talking about kindergarten age, my father was a math and science teacher in, in elementary school, and the way he kept me out of trouble was uh, to make me uh, come into his class in the afternoon because, you know, those kindergarten classes would only go half 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 day. This was back right. in the day. Yep. So I would have to uh, come to his uh, his class in the afternoon and sit in the back of the room and pay attention to what he was teaching. So this is where I found my passion for math and science. And my parents always encouraged me uh, to uh, build a strong math and science foundation. Uh, it led to me going to Georgia Tech. I got an electrical engineering degree. I wanted to pursue electrical engineering from day one of my freshman year, and I've always had a a passion to pursue a technical career. I never veered from from day one. So this grounding in math and science is the first reason why I'm so passionate about technology. The second reason is because uh, of the role that technology is playing and transforming the world today. Mm, so yeah. if you if you really step back and you think about, you know, technology is um is touching every single aspect of how we live, how we work, how we play every single day. And if you reflect back to the early 2000s, we were on the second generation of mobile phones just as an example. And then look at where we are today. Out of 7 billion consumers, roughly, there are about 5 billion consumers around the world who have some type of mobile phone. Uh, The penetration of mobility around the world is just absolutely amazing. And what you can do with that capability, that penetration, uh, once you're connected, it's just limited to one's imagination. So that's a really a potent formula for passion. Absolutely. So passion likened with uh, vision, as well as the ability to both enable, to teach, and to drive business is a great combination, and you are an embodiment of that. I congratulate you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. The BDPA audience likes to ask questions about lessons that you've learned and can share. You could break it down to the student level, or you can keep it at the executive level, but share with us things you'd like for BDPA iRadio audience to learn from our conversation tonight, nuggets to take away from this conversation. Okay, I'm going to give you two lessons learned from my uh my lifelong experiences. Okay. Uh, number one, dream big. Uh, I always tell students 
when they ask me about career and career aspiration. Uh, whatever you're dreaming as an aspiration, double it. Um, and I want you, I want you to think not just for you know what you aspire to do for the next year or for the next two years or for the next assignment or next job. I want you to think ten years out. Give yourself a long-term planning horizon. And today, if your aspiration is to be an IT service tech, I encourage you to dream bigger and set your aspiration to be the manager of IT service techs. If your aspiration is to be in IT management, I want you to dream bigger and set your aspirations to be one of the senior IT managers. So point number one is always dream big, and um, it's amazing what you can accomplish and achieve if you set your aspirations uh, to, to be stretching enough to, uh, to, to pursue it. The second thing that I would encourage you to do is always play to win, always, versus playing not to lose. And for those football junkies out there, I mean, you can see these teams when they go into prevent defense as opposed to plan to win. They're plan to try to prevent the other team from scoring as opposed yep. to plan to stop the team from advancing down the field. I believe in plan to win every single day. Um, and this means that you're willing to take more risk, uh, to think bigger, to think bolder about how you approach yep. and solve problems. And it may uh, encompass thinking about more than the world that you own or work in or operate in today. So people who think big, they think transformational. Yes. They think bold, and they're planned to win, and those people tend to get noticed more. So True. Uh, you have to also look at this from a win-win situation as well, how to create win-win solutions when you play to win. So uh, these are the advice that I would give. Play to win and dream big. That is outstanding advice. In my career, I've had the great opportunity to work with young athletes, both from childhood up through adulthood. And uh, in that mix, I've seen where some professional ball players mentor their children by doing a lot of the same things that I heard you say have happened with you with science and technology. Early yeah. exposure, fine-tuning mm -hmm. them, not afraid of the challenge of that particular industry, sharpening your teeth on it, dreaming big, and then preparing yourself to take the lead when you're prepared physically to take on that challenge. And that's how they become the Cam Newtons of the world, etc. So I love the model and the messages that you've given to us because it's so transferable, and each and every person that's listening to the show tonight, I know that they've taken away a, less, a lesson they can apply immediately. That's great. I, I hope they can take at least one lesson away from my experiences over the many years that I've been doing this. Well, obviously with the, with the realm of things that you've done, have accomplished, and still will accomplish, this is a conversation I would love to take for another hour or so and just continue to talk and delve into other aspects of your career. But unfortunately, we're limited. I would, however, like to focus in on our last minute or so and ask if there's any final thing that you'd like to share with us, whether it's about you, about industry, about life, about business, the floor is yours. Yeah, Tim, I just want one remaining uh, imparting thought. Um, this couldn't be a better time to pursue a career in information technology than, you know, today. Um, some of the largest companies in the world, I think about Google, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, they're all tech companies. You know, even yep. companies like General Electric, Walmart, and PepsiCo, yes, even PepsiCo, technology is core to the business strategies and the way these companies develop their growth plans. So uh, technology is only going to continue to explode. We yes. talk a lot about the Internet of Things and uh, you know opportunities to create new service models around 
the Internet of Thing and all of the technology that's exploding in the Internet space. And uh, the opportunities are only going to be limited by one's imagination. So I would encourage all of your listeners to look at technology for career opportunities. And if you're already um, in a career opportunity of technology, to stay in this field because there are tremendous opportunities that will open up down the road, in my opinion. Totally agree. Great message. Audience, I hope you're listening and taking copious notes. You have been in the presence and in the audience of a conversation with Mr. Robert Dixon, and we do appreciate you being a guest with us tonight. Okay. Thank you very much, Tim. Have a good Absolutely. night. Absolutely. Thank you, uh, for sure. We're going to cut over now to a, a message from our host and our sponsor. BDPA is the premier organization for people of African-American descent in the information technology industry. BDPA exists to advance the careers of African-Americans in the IT industry from the classroom to the boardroom. You can find BDPA on group site, Twitter, and Facebook. Welcome back. It's Jayla. And up next, we have David Blackman. Hi, David. How are you? Hi, Jayla. I'm fine. Thanks for having me. Sure. Where are you calling out of today? I am in the great city of Atlanta. Nice. So um, let's get started with reading your bio to the audience first. Um, David has over 25 years in the IT industry and roles affecting both national and international endeavors in the military and corporate IT environment and architecture. He met an FIS executive at the 2015 BDPA Technology Conference. FIS discovered an IT baller and offered him a job as a senior project manager in the Enterprise Technology Infrastructure and Services Department. Attending BDPA conferences is a powerful opportunity for upward career mobility. It is also a place where David is able to promote his online efforts as co-host of Technology Expresso. He believes that technology is a state of mind, and his show is the motivation to make your IT dreams a reality. To those who think technically you are a problem solver and a solution provider. Once you understand these principles, you have a marketable and transferable skill set you can use to your advantage. David and his co-host, Jacqueline Sanders, want to inspired the innovation and the inventor in the audience. So with that introduction, let's get started. My first question is, Mr. Blackman, how did you first find out about BDPA and what has kept you involved? Well, I must owe that um, that accolade to my wife, Jacqueline Sanders. At the time we met, she was on the BDPA Atlanta chapter board as uh, director of education, and slowly, more the more I found out about BDPA, the more interested I got. And we went to the national uh, convention in DC in 2013, and that's where I was really energized, um, mainly by Mr. <laughs> by Mr. Wayne Hicks. Uh, when he got on that stage, he really electrified me and and stirred a passion in education and bringing up our young African-American adults and our young kids in this IT and entrepreneurial-type industry. So once I got that uh, energy, there was no turning back. I became a member, and now Jacqueline and I, of course, you mentioned Technology Expresso, our radio show, and it has always been open to BDPA members sharing their stories of technology and Google. So um, it's through Jacqueline that I owe uh, my introduction to BDPA. Nice. So your radio show, Technology Expresso, who has been to you your the most exciting interview or story that you've featured so far? Wow. Uh, I, I, there have been so many interesting 
people that we've interviewed, from Wayne Hicks to um, uh, Mike Williams, uh, a lot of the BDPA Atlanta members, and the national members as well from D.C. We've interviewed the President uh, Craig Brown and Pamela, uh, 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 Pamela, current uh, Vice President and former President uh, Pamela Matthews, as well as uh, members out in uh, Minneapolis, uh, Mike Wolf and Will Smith. So it's, it's hard to pinpoint any one individual or, that we've interviewed, and that's just the BDPA folks that we've interviewed. Uh, that's one thing that I like about what we do at Technology Espresso. We straddle that line uh, interviewing both BDPA members and people that we and uh, organizations we reach out to locally and across the country. Um, Let's see, I'll, I'll pick one, uh, an individual that I met uh, when I first arrived here in Atlanta. We worked together at one company, and he left and ventured out on his own and created his own uh, company, um, developing uh, software applications and applications for um, the iPhone. Next thing I knew, he was on Shark Tank. So he was a Shark Tank winner, and I knew him. He was my second. He was our second interview when we stood up um, the this uh, radio platform. So uh, that was one of my most exciting um, interviews. Uh, Mr. Derek Brown, the current Atlanta president, was the uh, first. So those were the first two interviews we've done at Technology Espresso, and they really stick out to me. Wow, that is really amazing. And it's exciting to see how you've certainly leveraged the BDPA network. And um, you are actively involved with participating in the conferences. What's your favorite part about participating in the conferences? Mostly interviewing uh, some of the uh, longtime BDPA founders and personnel. Um, my, uh, my most memorable interview at the last event in D.C., was interviewing Mr. Norman Mays. That was really special to me to, uh, to get his insight and his passion and vision and how uh, BDPA has grown um, in his eyes. So that, uh, that was a, a really moving uh, moment for me. In terms of your service to BDPA, what accomplishment are you the most proud of? Wow. I, be I think it's our... I think it's our passion, and I have to say our passion because, uh, you know, Jacqueline and I, we're so joined at the head and, and, um, and Technology Espresso as well as our uh, uh, passion for the BDPA uh, mantra. Um, you know, I think I'm most proud of, uh, of our desire to reach out outside of the BDPA audience and engage individuals and young people as well in the BD and, and always talk about the BDPA mission. Who, who does not enjoy hearing about what BDPA does for uh, children with the uh, CITES program, the HSCC uh, program? Uh, uh, jo uh, jo jo Josephine uh, Reed here in Atlanta has this Josie Fitz Steam Challenge, which uh, we love being a part of. We love being a part of the HSCC uh, kickoffs that they have every year and covering that kick -off, those kickoffs. So um, for me, I, at work, I'm either building technology, and when we get into Technology Espresso, we leverage technology for the uh, growth of our community. So um, I think it's our ability and our desire to continually reach out and touch professionals and help them grow as well as our young professionals and entering the IT industry and our uh, younger people as well, introducing them to technology. Tell us more about your passion for technology. Where does it all stem from? And do you remember a story specifically of how it all began? Well, as a kid, uh, you asked where it all began. Uh, as, as a kid, I've always had either a racing set or a train set, and I was always taking apart like the cars and the train. So my introduction into technology and electronics started very young, and that that uh, manifested itself into me as I grew, building models of various sorts, cars, planes rocket ships, uh, battleships, 
and 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 in through high school, taking electric shop and drafting, mechanical drawing, and even wood shop as well. And eventually going into the military. I did 20 years in the Air Force, and most of it in technology. And that's when it really matured in me. And it just has been a passion and a desire always to always be tinkering with technology building. Right now, I'm, for the past few years in my professional career, I've been building technology. Uh, uh, as a project manager, I'm orchestrating builds of private clouds, so to speak, uh, server architecture that provides IT services to our uh, business community. So it's always been uh, I've always had my hands in technology in some way, shape, or form building things. So um, it started very early for me. What two lessons would you like to share with the BDPA iRadio audience that maybe you've learned in regards to your career, business, anything that you really think that the audience should know? Absolutely, Jaya. I believe as individuals, we all have room for growth. We can always evolve and become better, better parents, better students, better teachers, and better professionals. I believe we owe it to uh, we owe it to our families. We owe it to our community. Uh, so it's it's a message that that crosses all boundaries, um, especially when it comes to technology. Technology crosses all business sectors. There are people in technology companies that don't realize they are a part of the uh, technology machine. So, uh, can, and you have a, they have a, a unique ability at that point uh, to grow within the company to learn more about those technologies. So those opportunities are there for a lot of individuals in this industry, and I really think it's important for all of us uh, to take advantage of that, to become better people, better professionals, to better serve our families. Um, I believe if we're standing still, then you're sliding backwards because the country, the world is always moving faster and moving forward, and you must grow and evolve to keep pace with the changes and make sure your families stay sufficient. So continue to grow. Excellent. Do you have a favorite quote and a favorite book? Wow. Uh, one thing, I've got a couple of favorite quotes. Um, one is, you don't know what you don't know. Um, uh, two is, it's not necessarily where you're going, but it's the journey. Um, imagine Imagine what we would not have learned if we didn't aspire to go to the moon. It's the journey. There are many inventions that came from those journeys. So don't be afraid. And I'll use a quote from uh, our current Atlanta president, Derek Brown, where I say, where he says, lean into your discomfort. You have to lean into your discomfort because that's where the growth and that's where the evolution is. Oh, that's good. And what is your favorite book right now? Wow, you know, um, I'm gonna. I don't have a favorite book right now. Uh, I do. I do want to share a story about uh, how I met my wife, though. Uh, a question was posed to me: uh, what my favorite book was, and I uh, I put down that the uh, Pembok, the uh, PM uh, Book of Knowledge, <laughs> was my favorite book. And she, being a business analyst in IT saw that, and that piqued her interest. So uh, the rest is history there. So uh, I hate to say my favorite book is the uh, Pembok, but if it wasn't for the Pembok, I probably wouldn't have met my wife. Yeah, and um, the Pembok book is the uh, necessary – it goes over an overview and necessary requirements for project management. So um, would you like to talk more about that or um, inspire any of our listeners and encourage them to um, look into project management? Absolutely, Jilla. Thank you for that segue. We've got a lot of talented individuals in IT, whether you're software developers, um, um, server engineers, network engineers, storage engineers. That takes a lot of – there's a lot of knowledge there. And I always – um, communicate to my um, to my resource managers and engineers 
when you're ready to put down your screwdriver, I think you should try project management. There's a wealth of knowledge there, and they will be in the best place to leverage that knowledge, that technical knowledge, to move projects forward. Um, uh, project management is a great add-on skill set um, for any industry. Um, any industry, any business sector needs professional project managers to keep things moving forward. It's a great career field, um, uh, and it's, it's, it's a great way to stay connected to your core skill set. So I think it's a great area to be in. It keeps you connected. It keeps you going, especially if you like what you're doing. Uh, project management and business and office is a great way to stay connected to those career fields without, um, with, without actually um, uh, uh, building. So um, I think it's a great career field and a great move forward, especially if you're looking to move up in the um, in in um um in your company it's a great skill set to move forward to the directorship level uh, vice president level or higher uh project management and business analysis skill sets are very necessary at those levels as well and like we learned earlier with Mr. Robert Dixon was saying if you always play to win and you aspire to go into a leadership position it would be great to learn about project management and go out there, take some classes, read the PMBOK. Um, there are tons of opportunities available. And my final question is, uh, can you share with the audience the website and any wrap-up information to so that um, they can follow you or check out the Technology Espresso? Absolutely. Thank you, Jayla. Um, www.technologyexpresso.com. And um, in final closing, I'd like to use one of our taglines there, and that's listen, learn, leverage, launch. Wow, that was great. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. Thank you for having me. And now we will take a quick word from our sponsor. The BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, a nonprofit organization that exists for the sole purpose of funding BDPA programs, scholarships, and services around the nation. Follow us on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash BDPA Foundation or Twitter, www.twitter.com forward slash BDPA. Thank you. And we are back. BDPA Radio audience, we've been very fortunate with two great guests already, and now we will roll into guest number three for tonight's show. I'm pleased to introduce to you Yone Drake, the Associate Information Consultant with Eli Lilly and Company. Good evening. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well, and yourself? I'm great. Now, in as much as you're with Eli Lilly, I'm going to take a guess that you're located in Indianapolis, Indiana? Yes, yes, you guessed correctly. I am in Indianapolis, Indiana. Tremendous. I know Eli Lilly well. After grad school, that's where I went to work. Oh, okay. Yep, met Mr. Tim Coleman of BDPA while I was employed there. Okay. Now, I'd like to introduce you to the rest of our BDPA radio audience, and we're going to dive into a great conversation. BDPA has known Janae Drake for over half of her life. She is currently a technology consultant with Eli Lilly and Company, and she has over 15 years of experience. A graduate of Purdue University in 2000, with a double major in management information systems and finance. BDPA first met Janae when she was in high school, and she became part of the high school computer competition, HSCC. The team was trained by our BDPA Northwest Indiana chapter. Her experience helped her to encourage BDPA gold-level sponsor Eli Lilly and realize BDPA is filled with talented young IT talent. Eli Lilly hired her after graduation from Purdue. Eli Lilly continues to identify IT talent from the relationship with BDPA. 
We often share the BDPA has a powerful hiring success in the technology industry from the classroom to the boardroom. And Jeanette went one step further. She's going to share with the BDPA iRadio show that she met her husband through BDPA, and that's a great connection as well. Now, we don't promise that everyone will have a love connection, but we do promise that BDPA powers are strong in a lot of different ways. That said, welcome, and let's start the interview. All right. Tell us a little more about you and how you first found out about BDPA. Okay. Um, well, I found out about BDPA. I am a product of the Gary Community School Corporation, um, and Gary and my mother um, was an educator. She, she retired a couple years ago, um, and so she was always looking for um, opportunities for me during the summer months to get involved in, um, and that's how I first got introduced with um to BDPA and participated in the high school computer competition um, with Mr. Jordan, who was our coach at that time, and I went with some other students and um, competed in Detroit uh, back in 1992. Uh, So that's how I first got uh, introduced to BDPA. Um, After competing in the computing competition, that kind of sparked some interest for me uh, in technology, and so uh, when I went to Purdue University, um, one of my mentors there, uh, Dr. Cornell Bell, he's uh, deceased now, uh, but he was—he always said, you know what, he always uh, coached his students, you know what, you should pursue um, two things, accounting and, and technology. Those are the two things um, that, that you should pursue. I didn't care for accounting, but I really did love uh, technology. <laughs> uh, so that's where the finance uh, came in into play. Um, and um, and from uh, college, I actually, uh, Dr. Bill actually introduced me to Tim Coleman at Eli Lilly and Company, and that's how I ended up um, at Eli Lilly interviewing for them and, and going on now to work uh, there um, 15 years, over 15 years. So, um it's been a great journey. It sounds like it's been a great journey, a great ride, and we both have the Tim Coleman connection. Yes. So in terms of your service to BDPA and your community, what accomplishments are you most proud of? Well, um, I'd say the biggest thing that I'm proud of is – the relationship that Eli Lilly has with BDPA. Um, so as before I was in my current role, uh, back in the mid-2000s, um, I was in HR in the IT recruiter role. So I recruited um, external and uh, campus and experienced talent uh, for Lilly. And during that, um, during my, my time in that role, I had the opportunity to kind of head up Lily's participation in the BDPA conference. And so uh, one of the things that I'm most proud of is is, uh, um, that we we did a scholarship um, Mm -hmm. for uh, BDPA students. So um, getting that scholarship off the ground and just watching uh, and being instrumental in Lily's participation uh, in BDPA is that's one of the things that I'm most proud of. That's an exceptional, exceptional milestone and uh, legacy to leave because that particular scholarship has affected so many people over the years. And I'm, I've got to commend the organization, Elon Lilly, for both having the foresight and the breadth of giving to not only give it at a local level, but to also extend it to a national level. And that is such a commitment to the organization. So I applaud Eli Lilly and I applaud you for being part of that legacy. Sounds like, absolutely. So it sounds like in your current work with BDPA as well as with Eli Lilly, you have a lot of things going on. I can tell from the energy in your voice and the comments that you've already made that you're really enjoying the work. And I'd love to know more about the current position that you have because it's somewhat unique. 
you're an employee of the organization, but yet your title is consultant. Tell us a little about mm-hmm. that. So um, recently I moved into a consultant role. So I, I can say I've had a plethora of experiences at, at, at Eli Lilly. Um, so I, I'll just start from the beginning and talk through how I got to my current role and some of the work that I've done um, on my way here. Um, so I started out with the company working in our clinical um, area, IT supporting uh, clinical trials. And that mm-hmm. was really exciting because I got the opportunity to work on um, Cialis at the time that we were uh, submitting to the FDA. Okay. So I worked on some of the trials that were included in that final submission for the FDA. So that, it, to me, is really exciting from a milestone perspective because so that product yeah. has been on the market for over 10 years. And I can say, hey, I was one of the people who originally worked on the trials um, from an IT perspective. From that area, I went on, and as I had mentioned, um, worked in HR as an IT recruiter um, for about three and a half years or so, and then I moved back into the home function of IT. And I've had um, different roles supporting our sales and marketing organization. So I supported the sales reps and the um, tools that they use when they're out in the field. I think technology is a, a great enabler. Um, for the sales force um, and to help them, you know, kind of be more effective and, and do their job. And then from there, um, prior to the role that I'm in now, I supported websites. So I had um, responsibilities for all of the externally facing um, diabetes brand uh, websites for uh, the company, the U.S. websites. Um, and I worked on a project that helped us to um, – I led a project that mobilized our prescribing information to make mm-hmm. it more um, user-friendly on your devices. So if you're visiting any of our uh, mobilebrand.com sites and click on prescribing information, you'll see a very user-friendly um, focused labeling um, that's responsive. So it doesn't matter whether you're on a laptop um, whether you're on a desktop, whether you're on a tablet or a phone, it'll display the same way. Um, and then uh, from there, I've moved into the consultant role, which has actually um, opened up another world um, of, of expertise that I didn't even know, that I didn't have a lot of experience in, um, where now I'm working back with the clinical organization, and uh, part of my job is to um, elicit requirements from our customers to help um, enable the uh, drug development area. Um, and so kind of helping them to understand their requirements from a data perspective, because if you think about a pharma company and trials and the massive amounts of data um, that we have uh, that that we, you know, need to, you know, make sure that it's mastered and it's source data and, you know, make sure that it's, um, clean and reliable, um, that is where I am uh, consulting now, uh, kind of leading projects to provide different data. Mm-hmm. So that's what, what I, I'm doing now. That's an outstanding and very exciting career. Congratulations. I Thank appreciate you. The fact that you. Yes, I appreciate the fact that you took us through the ins and outs of it, but also the the, the fact that you've learned the industry while still maintaining your expertise and your vision into the technologies behind the actual uh, hands-on finance or HR, et cetera, that you are also doing. So that's very insightful, and hopefully our audience is is getting that. IT doesn't always have to be IT for the sake of IT. Business can be driven by IT, and you gave so many great examples of that. And – Tell us, with respect to that, again, jump back to our intro, you met your husband through BDPA? I was wondering about that. I'm like, who said I met my husband through BDPA? Um, (laughs) Actually, I didn't. Um, I mean, somebody said, I was like, maybe she met her husband through, did she meet her husband through BDPA? Listen to find out. Actually, um, funny story, and it's, it's, um, I didn't meet my husband through BDPA. I actually met him at church, but um, he was an usher and I was in the choir. Um, Okay. 
uh, because he's not even in the technology field. I'm um, I'm a proud military wife. So okay. Um, yeah, so I don't know where that came from in the intro, but I'm like, oh, really? He said I met my husband from BDPA. But, I mean, you know, not that I'm pubbing, you know, BDPA. I mean, there are a lot of different people, and there's a, a lot of opportunity to network in BDPA. So I'll just leave it at that. Absolutely. And I happen to know that people that um, have, in fact, met their other half through BDPA, so it's not too far from reality to say that that doesn't happen. But certainly, you having met your husband, your now husband, at church, maybe someone from BDPA was there praying and saying, I hope that she meets him, or I hope that he meets her. <laughs> Oops, there it is. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Now, lessons in your, in your wonderful experiences of your career Obviously, there are some things that you've come across, heights you've risen to, maybe even stones you've stumbled over that have, le- that have taught you lessons that you'd like to share with the radio audience. What would you like to share with us? Um, one thing I would like to share is uh, make sure that you have a vision, so a, a vision for where you'd like your career to go. Um, I think... Um, so oftentimes people can just stumble upon opportunities and go from mm-hmm. point A to point B and not have, you know, and not have, you know, clear direction of why they're doing certain things or what this this next move will, how it will advance their career. Um, so I would say, you know, it's really good to have a vision and understand um, what your passion is and how that passion can translate into the organization that you're working for. Um, And I'd say, you know, make sure that you know how that passion fits um, in the organization Um, because when you can be passionate about the work that you do, that's when you deliver the most value. That is so true. You mentioned your career that you'd moved around in different functions in the organization. And I alluded to this before, but someone may, someone might not imagine that someone in IT would also at some point transition to something in HR. How does that play out in terms of a lesson learned? Did you drive that aspect of your career, or is that a path that the organization had and you followed that path? Um, it was something that I, I kind of drove out in my career um, because I was interested in uh, recruiting talent to Lilly. I was, you know, really excited about um, the opportunity to, you know, introduce other uh, young professionals or young students um, to Lilly. And so mm-hmm. um, when the opportunity for an open recruiter role uh, came about, um, I I actually pursued it. And it's never um, a bad thing to have an experience in HR because it just gives you um, a different uh, view of the organization that you normally wouldn't have. And I wasn't yeah. too far removed from IT because I was recruiting from the IT function, for the IT function. And so um, it really gave me the opportunity to um, interact with uh, leadership, IT leadership uh, on a different level. So I really enjoyed that experience. While I was and at Lilly. Well, and I was oh, going to say ahead, it was please, also please. intentional, my move back into IT as well because there we go. I mean, IT is still, was still my home function, and I wanted to make sure that, you know, IT people don't forget me. I'm in HR now, <laughs> but I knew that that wasn't the career path that I was going down from a long-term per- perspective. It was. Um, experience that I, you know, gained a lot of learning from, and then I was able to go back into the IT organization. Excellent. You took the words out of my mouth because the mentoring there is so important because as you connect, you don't want people from other aspects of the business to forget about you, but yet you want to take the risk of stepping out, learning other parts of the business, and thus enhancing who you are as a whole person an asset for the organization. So now as a consultant, I bet you're a wealth of knowledge. You're a center of excellence, aren't you? 
Well, so I do have a wealth of knowledge from my different experiences. I will say that. And I'll also say that um, just being in different business areas. So I came, you know, before I was back into the medicine development unit, I supported sales and marketing. So I mean, you just really get a different feel. It's it's really a different um, kind of environment and culture, culture, even being in the, you know, sales and marketing organization as opposed to being in the, you know, medicine development unit. So mm-hmm. um, you just, I, I think, just the uh, having the ability to move in and just kind of get almost like little mini job changes or mini careers all while in the same company has just been really invaluable um, to me because, I mean, I know a lot of millennials, uh, they may stay on a job now, you know, five years. They say, you know, what's in it for me? Um, what kind of experience am I going to get? And so a lot of people may, you know, millennials may come in, stay with the organization five years and then move on. I've had completely different experiences, you know, in my 15-year career with Lily, all within the same organization. That's outstanding. Congratulations. Given that you now are speaking with such a large audience of people and you have the opportunity to share nuggets of wisdom, in our remaining minute, please share one final thought with our radio audience. The floor is yours. Okay. Um, I w- I'm going to go back to a Girl Scout model, um, kind of make new friends, and keep the, but keep the old. Yeah, one is silver, but the other is gold. And uh, I, I come to that because I think you had mentioned mentorship and um, yeah. sponsorship, and so making sure that you continue to network. Um, so don't just go to the same network that you've always gone to. Always expand your horizons. Always meet new people because you never know. Um, always be open to networking and meeting new people because you never know. Um, how it may be a mutually beneficial um, relationship, how you may just continue to grow um, regardless of how long you've been in the workforce. Uh, So make new friends and um, have one network, but continue to grow your network. I think that's an excellent, excellent piece of advice. Uh, We were pleased to have someone from ITSMF with us as our first guest this evening. And there was a time where ITSMF had a mentoring program where BDPA students could be mentored, and I was one of those people. And to your point, keeping the, keeping the friends new and old and then cross-mentoring, great lesson, great opportunity to be mentored, but also a great way to grow your career and grow yourself from within. I congratulate you. You've had an outstanding career, and you continue to be a great model with our organization. Thank you so much. Absolutely. We've been very pleased and honored to have such a great array of guests this evening. And with that, I'm going to hand it back over to Jayla. And uh, you got it from here, Jayla. Thank you. you Let's wrap up. Thank you. And now we're wrapping up, and special thanks to our Tuesday, January 26, 2016 guests, Robert Dixon, Chief Information Officer of PepsiCo, David Blackman, Senior Technology Manager, and Jarnay Drake, Associate Information Consultant for Eli Lilly and Company. Thank you to our co-hosts, myself, Jayla Cruz, Tim Butts, and Ron Story, Thank you to our studio engineer, Everaldo Gallimore. And thank you to our producer, Fran McNeil. Extra appreciation to Mr. Wayne Hicks, Executive Director of the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the BDPA, our radio show. I'm Jayla Cruz, inviting you to listen in on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our next show airs Tuesday, February 8, 2016. Join us at www.blogtalkradio.com slash BDPA. BDPA iRadio, linking business, education, and technology.
The BDPA iRadio Show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil, sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, and the Executive Director, Wayne Hicks. Produced by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. BDPA iRadio broadcasts the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Join us on blogtalkradio.com backslash BDPA.